0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom barucho. This is On Principle Challenges in Jewish Education. And I'm here with, through Zoom, of course, with Rav Mordechai Trump, who is representing a branch of Esha Torah, a very interesting and important branch of Esha Torah, that is called Project Inspire. Uh, Project Inspire, uh, just like a lot of things that Torah has done, is revolutionary in terms of how to reach uh, Jews and how to advance aspects of Yiddishkeit. Uh, We all know that uh, Torah or Sameach and many of the other great uh, Kirov organizations had developed a certain uh, method, and it had charismatic <coughs> men and women leading them, <coughs> reaching out to disenfranchised, disaffected people that had some interest and running programs uh, that uh, were interesting and brought people in. And it was, in many ways, like I said, uh, the, the, the charisma and power of those group of, of McCarvin. What Project Inspire, uh, the way I understand from from you, Rabbi Trapp, what they did, what they thought sort of out of the box was that we're not just going to run programs through gifted Makarvim. We actually have among us the most incredible pool of Makarvim. And those are people who are just, what we would call normal (laughs) committed Jews who take their Judaism seriously, who are living good, from wonderful lives, and we can actually use all of them, and and to connect to the people who are don't yet know to show the vibrant and unified way Jews live, share beauty and wisdom, um, and take people either for Shabbos or, or for some other event, uh, and and bond with them over a common heritage, and as. I know your advertising actually says that this is uh, a revolutionary approach. I don't know how many years Project Inspire has, uh, has, has been doing this, but it clearly was something different. And what you wanted to do was to connect and inspire, obviously, Jews of all background. And this has been going on for a while. And I know that your, uh, your, your ads say that you are creating a movement of unity and mutual inspiration and actually transforming uh, the Jewish people. Um, So this is working. Really, you would say, Rabbi Chop, again, thanks for being here. I know you took time out of your busy schedule. Um, So I think what you, you're focusing more on getting the, let's call it the, the Frum Balabatim on board. Correct?
1: Correct. First, thank you very much, Rabbi Kivalevich for having me. It's a, an honor and a, a privilege <laughs> to be here with you. And uh, I want to uh, meld the two c- comments that you just made into one. You uh, began by reflecting on the charismatic uh, origins of, of a number of the cure organizations, which certainly includes Esha Torah, because Rav Noah Weinberg, uh, of blessed memory, was the uh, founder, uh, the CEO, and the Rosh Hashivah of Esha Torah. And uh, Project Inspire is a relatively new organization. We're just celebrating our 15th year. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that the goal of getting every single Jew to reach out to others who are less committed was part of Rav Noach's original vision. When he first uh, felt, when he was Yeshiva Bucher in uh, Ne'er Israel in the 1950s, he first felt through his travel, summer travels, that there was assimilation was coming, was on the way. And he wanted to start a movement to do something about it. He wanted everybody. He wanted the, the B'nai Yeshiva, the Bukram, the everybody to get involved in doing Kiruv. And he thought that this was the only way we could possibly scale the movement and and reach the most uh, people. Plus, he also felt that based on the, the sources, based on mitzvahs and based on Torah sources, that it's the obligation of every Jew to reach out to others who are uh, less connected, whether that's a part of... Uh, loving Hashem, because if you love Hashem, you want to share and uh, that love with others. You want others to share that love. Or whether it's that love of others means you want them to have everything you want for you. And the most valuable thing we have, M'sil Sasharim tells us at the very beginning, the greatest gift we have, the greatest pleasure we have, and the goal of, of living is to have a relationship with Hashem. And that pleasure and that the privilege is something that's unfortunately uh, totally off the screen for so many of our, our brothers and sisters. So he wanted that from the very beginning, but it, didn't, it, it wasn't the time. At that time, the, the, the Jewish community, the Orthodox Jewish community in North America was just ascending. It was coming from a post-Holocaust uh, period when it, 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 obviously it suffered great losses and it was building itself. And when it, builded, it went in the period of self-building, walls were, so to speak, erected around it to, uh, to, to keep it uh, pure or to, to facilitate the building. Because when you make a building, you, you put a fence around. Yeah. And therefore, he, his, his overtures to people of, uh, of, of influence in those times were rejected. And that's why he created a cure organization called Eshet Torah. He said, if I'll get people who appreciate their transformation from, from being unaffiliated to being their uh, Hashem and, and religious, they'll want to give their life to it. And then eventually we'll be able to get back to the, uh, to get everybody involved. And that was his plan from the beginning. 50 years later, 40 years later, uh, uh, during his la- la- uh, last years in this world, he started Project Inspired directly. I was hired by Rav Noach. And uh, from the very beginning, he wanted uh, me to find somebody to, to wake the sleeping giant, he would call it. He would say that the, the Orthodox Jewish community, the affiliated Jewish community, is giant. Because even though we're only 10% of the North American uh, population, let's say 500,000 out of 5.5 million people, but that's a huge army, five and a 500,000 people. If everybody who is, is affiliated would reach out to 5 or 10 people, we would bring back all of our brothers and sisters, he would say. And so wow. it only started to, to, the time was ripe and so forth, only in those, uh, you know, in the last 15 years or so. And the Rav Noah Zatzal was privileged to see uh, the 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 first fruits of Project Inspire, uh, but only only that because he's uh, he's himself uh, uh, gone uh, over ten years. But uh, it was it was his part of his original plan. Uh,
0: that's very fascinating. Did did he actually? We know Rabbi Noach, of course, worked in Eretz Yisrael, where Torah was based. Did he feel that that sleeping giant was in Eretz Yisrael as well? I'm sure, right? The despite all the polarization that occurs there. Uh, did he, did, did, is there a Project Inspire in Eric's role as well or is it mostly in North America? Just like
1: most of uh, most of uh, Asia, Tours, most of the, the Kyiv organizations um, uh, programs are focused on North America because of the large unaffiliated population here. Um, so too, Project Inspire began here, but it's always been uh, you know, a thought and there's been some efforts to, to start it, but it's primarily North America Focused, although it's in some other continents as well, but uh, but not so much in Israel. But certainly the idea applies there. And if you look at uh, at, at other career organizations that have either uh, Kol El men or Boker going around knocking doors in Israel, that's just, that's that's a that's a branch of the same idea: getting troops, getting pr- uh, privates, getting everyday people to get out and to connect with uh, with our people.
0: And when we say our people, especially when we uh... Contrast there it's a show to stroll uh, to North America. Um, a friend of mine uh, uh, recounted to me just the other day um, that uh, he was surprised that he spent his first Shabbos in Tel Aviv, and although on Thursday night the beach was full, on Friday night it was empty, and he wondered. He said, "Well, you know, clearly those kids that were out there on Thursday night frolicking weren't religious." Mm-hmm. Uh, why weren't they there on Friday night? They, they're not really keep Shabbos. And someone said, "What do you mean keep Shabbos? That's when you spend time at home. That's when you're there with your family." Um, so it, it, that really brought home to this person the contrast between the not religious in Israel mm-hmm. to the not religious in, in the United States, in and, in and, and Canada, and other places in South America. In in the, in Eretz Yisrael, even though there is that polarization and and sometimes ugly aspect of 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 division and animosity but the unaffiliated are in a way still affiliated Uh, they they still have a a sense of jewish identity um, and a sense of belonging of course to the state you know in in terms of patriotism but are unaffiliated um are really don't have that and um and I guess the you know I, I we're going to talk. I know soon about you know how you work, and this is what I asked you in the beginning: how you work with the the frum balabatim and get them involved. But I guess the first question is: we know what we know the old charismatic way of reaching out and running programs and bringing people in and flyers. How do you attract uh, the less affiliated? Since it sounds like primarily what you're dealing with is the is, is the sleeping giant. What about the rest? How, how do you actually? reach your, your targets, your other targets, the ones not yet from?
1: So I, I, the answer is that there's a certain amount of, um, you know, of individually net, individual networking that people who are already involved in Project Inspire are committed to the concept of outreach, the religious people do a certain amount of networking on their own, uh, whether that's uh, speaking to somebody on an airplane or in a line or a neighbor or a relative, and there's a lot of, you know, individual uh, Kirov, there's certainly a, a, a degree of that. Uh, but one of the principles of, um, of, of, uh, of, of Kirov Rehokim, actually, in the, in, in Ruf Noach's thinking, was that the non-religious Jews, in generally under a number of misconceptions, and one of them is that, that becoming religious or being more religious will drain all the pleasure from their lives. That in other words, that being religious is a, a lot of drudgery. It's a lot of no's, It's a lot of discipline, and that uh, it would it wouldn't certainly wouldn't bring pleasure to them. And therefore, the cure of methodology, the outreach uh, way to combat that is to show uh, less religious people the pleasure of uh, of Judaism. So, in other words, so Project Inspire uses uh, Shabbos for that purpose. Shabbaton to get people the feel of Shabbos, the taste of Shabbos, the unity of Shabbos, the tranquility of Shabbos, but I would say far and in, 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 in away, the biggest attraction, the biggest recruitment tool for Project Inspire has been trips to Israel. We have, uh, from Balabatim, people who are partners of Project Inspire, activists in Project Inspire, have been trained through Project Inspire, who go on uh, low-cost trips, something like Birthright for Moms, uh, with uh, with less affiliated Jews. And uh, that's due to a uh, a very key strategic partnership we have with an organization called Momentum, formerly the Jewish Women's Renaissance Program, Reverend Samori Palatnik, who started her own organization to send uh, less affiliated people on birthright type trips. And uh, originally she made that uh, partnership with organizations, outreach organizations, because who else would bring and properly follow up with the uh, with the students, with the ladies and w- men who would go on these trips, but in the New York metropolitan area and many other places where there were, weren't cure uh, organizations that were working with with uh, a, a, an adult population, Project Inspire offered uh, adults who would b- bring other adults their age, thirties, forties, fifties, people who were who you know who are parents of children uh, on, on these trips. So what you have is in places so, like so. To, when-
0: so, they, so in other words. Let's say there's your Flatbush Bala boss who has some kids in Eretz Yisrael or has a son learning in Yeshiva, and Project Inspire would help underwrite the cost of a plane trip to Eretz Yisrael, Almanas that, let's say, this Flatbush Bala boss would take along with him some other uh, person that he had become uh, uh, acquainted with, right? Right. It's even more of a business model. Let's say in Flatbush,
1: it's a great example a couple of ladies stepped up and said, listen, we're going to do this. We're four, uh, we're four leaders. We're going to pledge that we're going to attract 14, 15, 16 other uh, less affiliated ladies, and we'll have a group of 20 that will go to Israel. And uh, and, and, and yes, part of our... Uh, and they get the free population. tickets, And they get the free ticket, right? Not, not completely free either. Believe me, they also uh, they got, they got a reduced rate, but they also contributed. Because it's, you know, it's again, you do this when you do this by hundreds, you have uh, you're talking about a lot of money, even for uh, even even pay for the leaders. uh, Because of the key organizations that partner with Momentum also they pay for their leaders. So it's we pay part and they pay part. But the what 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 what's amazing is that these people had the gumption to say, we're going to find these people. You know, in other words, if you turn to average uh, religious Jew and say, can you get five? Non-religious people to go on a trip to Israel, they'd be very hesitant
0: to do it, and um, and and there was a, it was a no small and, amount. And, and, of, and the non the non-religious Jews, uh, they don't pay for their trip, right.
1: Their trip, they pay a, like a, 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 a minimum fee, you know, a couple two hundred fifty dollars, something like that, a minimum that just guarantees they'll show up. Uh, and they do pay their airfare. It's it, what it is. Is the, the 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 economics is that they pay the a, a little the lowest amount that would attract them to come. I get th- it. And when they never would come otherwise. And what you get in, in the end is you get people who sometimes have even been to Israel. They're not new to Israel, but they went to Israel. When they go on a trip to Israel with from people, they see Israel through totally different eyes, through totally different glasses. And they'll say the trip was not, nothing like it because uh, they saw Israel Eight or nine days through the lives of people who live Israel and who live Judaism every day of their lives, so uh, that that and that shattered uh, the, many of their misconceptions about Judaism, <laughs> and, it's true, they, and we were able to show we were able to show them the pleasure, the you know of of, of, of being Jewish and of, of of loving Israel and and of the holy spots of Israel in a way they never would see it through an ordinary uh, tour, and that uh, brings you know people opens them up. And makes them open to getting involved afterwards. So that's an amazing, you know, uh, recruitment uh, tool. And that's how a very high number of our uh, our our, our uh, students, our, our members, have have gotten involved through the trips to Israel. We've aside from this past year, we've we've been doing two to three hundred uh, people on trips from North, across North America uh, for the last, you know, many
0: years it would seem that you, you probably you know, uh, would have to vet a little carefully the, your, I don't know what's called your, I'm going to say your from, and not yet your leaders, your leaders, you probably have to do some pretty good job vetting them because, you know, um, especially there are, are certain styles of speech and attitudes that uh, uh, can sometimes create a gap between, between uh, uh, the, the yet not yet from and the already from. So I'm sure you I'm sure you give them a little bit of a background to get them ready. It's not just take them along with you like your extra uh, uh, carry baggage. on. Yes, you have yes. to. You have to obviously. Uh, so you, you you like you say it's a sleeping giant, but I'm sure you're, you're you're trying to reach the ones that have something that extra special, that thing that makes them uh, work, that extra aspect of personality and understanding and what we call in Hebrew, to, right. to figure out how to. of right.
1: like, K- K- training, training is the first thing we did when we opened. First thing we did was had of training seminars. And we, we tried to give people insight uh, into the minds of, of, of why people uh, resist uh, getting involved with from people, why they feel that that from people look down upon them, what, what their areas of resistance are. And that opened, that, that, that does a lot to, Give people, uh, you know, insight into what they need to do. Uh, some people are naturally talented, and some people uh, are less talented, but they're they care so much, they they love others so much that even if they don't have always have the right turn of the phrase, or they're not as sophisticated, but their love comes across and their caring comes across, and that that uh, that makes up for a lot of a lot a lot of other so many different ways that. People can connect, uh, you know, in, in ways sometimes that defy, you know, uh, your, um, you know what, you, what you would expect. I mean, we, in our first year as a Project Inspire, we had a number of, of, uh, of, of Hasidisha people from, uh, from Borough Park and elsewhere who got involved and were very successful in reaching out because they had a combination of, uh, you know, Hasidisha passion and stop at nothing. You know, we, we want to, we, we, they're not afraid to talk to people. But they also had uh, they had they they believed in what they were doing. They're committed and they loved other people, and that combination was a <laughs> yeah. different combination than maybe we you know we would see in New Jersey or or other places.
0: Sure. Well, that's the varmkeit that the Baal Shem Tev, uh, uh developed in Kali Yisrael, the Abbas Yisrael, and we all know that the even the satmer Hevra are the biggest balichesed, and they're out there uh, and in, in such a wonderful way. So, uh, tapping the chasidim is, is 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 to me a no brainer. Although. You're right. For many modern Orthodox Jews, they would say, what? The chasidim, where you're Makarvin? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I think it's a, it doesn't have to be Chabad. Tell me, you know, you mentioned before Rabbi Trapp, the the metaphor of the sleeping giant. And and I know that in one way, what Rabbi Weinberg meant was now the giant is now working and now everybody's becoming from, but the giant, there's a benefit for the giant being awake as well right it's not just the benefit of 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 what the giant was able is now being able to do and bring there's changes to the giant too so um perhaps you could talk a little bit about that uh, about how um, we always say when you give it makes you feel better but it's it's it's, it's more it's deeper than that isn't it?
1: absolutely um we had a uh uh, get-together in at a, at a restaurant in Manhattan about a year and a half ago of, uh, of of leaders and people who had gone, some of the men, it was a men's group, and it was men who had gone on trips who were relatively uh, new to Judaism. And so it was a group of about 30 people. So everybody, you know, had a, had a, had a, had a late meal and then everyone on the table talking about, you know, what they're doing or what, you know, what got them involved and so forth. And the common theme amongst the leaders, amongst the, the, the From from Birth group was that uh, I'm getting, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't know what my, my, my neighbor, my friend, my, uh, my fellow trip uh, participant is getting, but I know, I'm, I know what I'm getting. And I think I'm getting even more than they are because uh, prior to my involvement in Project Inspire, so I, I may, may have gone to a class, I may have listened to a class, but now I have to prepare a class and I have to think over what, uh, what's the meaning of, uh, of prayer or the meaning of the parsha, Or when I host somebody in my house with Shabbos, I have to be able to explain, why do we make Hiddish? These are sometimes things that we just take for granted. So in other words, I'm, I'm learning more uh, than, than I ever did uh, before. And I'm, I'm forced, so to speak, to, to think and to uh, recommit myself to make a, almost like a new Kabbalah, so malchushimayim, a Kabbalah, so from my involvement Uh, teaching others. And it's, it's very empowering. It's very exhilarating uh, for us. And, uh, and, you know, uh, it's intoxicating. Once people start doing it, they want to, they want to keep on doing it. So that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, one great thing. And of course, it also uh, creates, creates passion, because you 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 see how much uh, people who are new appreciate their eyes are open, the, the sense of discovery, the the, the beauty of discovery and freshness that you see in the eyes of the people that you're working with, also uh, is, is very emotionally rewarding, and and, and in turn, uh, and elicits a passion from you know from the from the firm people. And, and once again, I have to give credit to Rivnoah Weinberg. He, he foresaw this. He 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 said to me, and I'm sure to many others, that this will be successful with the Project Inspire model. Will it'll be it'll be a two two part uh, uh, victory will will make a, a great deal of difference. Will turn the tide of the uh, battle against assimilation. will be as Hashem, and we'll also revive the um, you know the the lack of passion, the uh, you know the apathy and the lack of of excitement that you find in, in many circles of the religious community. So yeah, I, I, I would just add one
0: other element, which I, I guess um, is also important, which is. Uh, you know, obviously, because it gives them a different perspective as well. You're right, you need to learn how to explain something from the ground up, but there also might be a way that those, you know, the, there's a certain aspect of closed mindedness that might start to wither away. There's a breakout you get by meeting other people. Even the, and you don't have to feel threatened that your Yiddishkeit is going to go under. But yet, because like Uncle Sager, who came from a different perspective, was able to be matargim the there's a way I now appreciate this person and what maybe what this person can even help me look at Yiddishkeit in a different way. Um, you know, I think that uh, that uh, I, I want to I want
1: to just second that. That's that. Uh... Uh, brings to mind one of the other principles of of, 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 of care training of, of outreach techniques that we that we teach w- w- in other um, circles or organizations we they sometimes talk about we want mentors and uh, you know you're going to be working with a mentee I guess I don't know if that's the proper word or not in other words but we try to stay away from that uh, and and to uh, get anyone who reaches out and by the way I just want to say this parenthetically but right on the theme at this point that. That we don't only always look, only look to uh, people who are from from birth to uh, to reach out, but the people who get involved who start who are attracted to our programs, to our trips, to our ongoing learning, etc. We try to make them to lead, into leaders as well. We say now you have to go get your family or your community or your people that you uh, go to work with, and, and so we try to build a you know a, a whole structure of of, of reaching that anybody can do it. If you have a little, you can you can share what you have, and you can. Uh, you can make a, a great difference. But the guiding principle of all outreach is that you're going to do this because it's mutually enriching. In other words, there's no we, 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 there's no judgment. Everybody is a tzala milikim. Every Jew has, has has made the image of God and has something to contribute. Not only something to contribute financially, but something to contribute to me. And that if I'll get involved in a relationship with, with uh, other people who are not yet religious... I'm going to gain. So we put ourselves on an equal footing with those we're reaching out to. So it's instead of mentor to mentee, it's peer to peer. And it's a given that I'm coming to this relationship not just to give you, because you're lacking, but to gain, that I'll, I'll share with you and you'll share with me. Yeah. And that echoes the point you made about the Mikol uh, Tamidai, Yosem
0: Right. And that, that's a, that's not an easy trick to manage, because many times people who have been uh, they, they have gotten the wrong impression or uh, of, of the way from people are and they've dug their heels in. Maybe they feel guilty about something. So you have to sometimes walk on eggshells and to be able uh, to to actually be to uh, telegraph your sincerity in that way and make mm-hmm. it real that's a it probably doesn't that's you need a lot of see to the to be able to do that and it sounds like you've been successful there uh, I, I, I want to ask you especially about some of the challenges um that that you've been facing uh in the last since March of course since the pandemic broke open uh before we get to that though um I, I, I just want to satisfy my curiosity on this point. Uh, we talk about Rav Noach, of course, the the great visionary, almost in a prophetic way. Um, do you, as part of the program, you know, we know when we your Rebbitzin, of course, is a is, is a teacher, Machanechas, for many many years, and one of my daughter's teachers. Um, and one of the things that uh, your your wife did. For her, when she was a student in Brea, was bring her to uh, various communities, and also get a chance to see the Godolim, to see very important people. Are are are, are there certain Godolim that uh, uh, that project inspire, like goes to? Is there certain, uh, is maybe David Pelkowitz or, um, or David Cohen? Are there certain names of people that that are some of the addresses that uh, uh, that that you sometimes bring the uh uh the the members to or is that not part of it?
1: No, it's it's certainly uh it's certainly part of it. In other words uh each year uh Project Inspire has a convention for the firm community called the Project Inspire convention, uh, which takes place in February, March each year, and that's primarily for the firm community to bring them into the portal of uh Project Inspire. We've had a number of, of 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 Gedolim and, and great uh, speakers and personalities that have graced that uh, convention, including your race, your race mayor, it's Romero Grossman from middle AMEC uh, and many, many other people that, that, that you know of. And those people have gotten involved in project inspire. And occasionally we've been able to, uh, you know, to bring uh, our, our, Khanichim, you know, to those people as, uh, as well. And, um, and, and, and we look to different, uh, you know, you uh, people like Ruth David Cohn or Shmuel Kamenetsky for guidance as a whole for our organization so in other words it's it's a it's a it's a big cast of of characters.
0: Yeah I, the only reason I was asking and we're going to get to the, the covid right now is is because you never know what sort of impression um, a great man can make on you. I mean we 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 just had of course the death of uh, Jonathan Sachs some kind of and he always talked so movingly about how the Obavicharebbe meeting that meeting the uh was so, was was such a, uh, a, a, how it changed his life. And sometimes, you know, there is something about meeting a Godel. You're right. You project inspire is meeting the average regular Gishmakah, Special Balabas, just wondering if maybe there's even behind that sometimes even the great of meeting the great the great rough. Let's talk about COVID now. One of the things I'll tell you, Reb Mordechai, uh, we were talking a little bit off the air about about the about the podcast work that we're doing. Um, we always want these podcasts to people can listen to them beyond uh, today or tomorrow. And I've been saying ever since March, I don't want this program to totally be about COVID because. Hopefully, the Ravon is going to be made the smachel from us. There's going to be the, um, the vaccine, and it's going to be distributed. And, and we're going to go to a skufa where we're just going to remember this as, as, as a distant nightmare. But, you know, we can't escape that. And I think that there uh, might be some uh, ways, and I know there are ways, uh, that this has affected you. Because so much of your program is, come to my house, come to me for Shabbos, let's go meet, let's have a convention how did Project Inspire hobble through and, and, and thrive over the last couple of months? Because it would seem to be in more than, we could do a Zoom class, but the, a Zoom class isn't the way you're going to crack, break the ice. Correct.
1: Uh, and uh, we certainly faced that uh, uncertainty when we started. And, you know, we started to move towards more of an online platform. And the question was how to utilize that, uh, the, the powers of the, uh, of the internet, so we had uh, a couple of of, of blessings uh, that Hashem gave us. Uh, one of them is um, is we started something called the uh, Shabbat Show. We call it the Shabbat Show. It's the sh- ShabbatShow.com. You can look you look it up and check it out and see some of the episodes. It's been going on about almost thirty weeks now. Uh, originally we called it Bring Shabbat Home because we realized that there's a um, there's an equaling, an equalization that's taken place during COVID, certainly during the first months of strict quarantine that never existed before. Essentially, everybody was keeping Shabbos. Some people were keeping Shabbos seven days a week. And there's people are at home. Friday afternoon in the winter, ordinarily you have a big divide in the population. The religious people are leaving at one o'clock or two o'clock in their home, in their house, you know, uh, shortly thereafter and lighting the candles at four. But during the COVID time, everybody was home. And everybody was in their house, and they they were probably observing most of the uh, they refrain from most of the thirty nine malachas of Shabbos, even if they weren't religious. So here was an opportunity to, to get people to tune in on Friday afternoon. We did it Friday afternoon for the first several months, uh, and 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 try to garner an audience of a wide audience of people and and give impart wisdom about Shabbos. Uh, to, to part the spirit of Shabbos through videos, through song, through, through musicians, through fascinating speakers. And uh, and we were blessed that Charlie Harari uh, hosted a, a, the Shabbat show from his own home for the first uh, 20 or, or, or more weeks. So every Friday, if you were in his home, and you saw his background of his uh, fireplace and the warmth of his home. And part of the uh, Zoom or, you know, uh, computer technology was that we would go into other people's homes, people who are less observant or people who were just getting ready for Shabbos. And we, and they would speak from their Shabbos table shortly before Shabbos began and share their excitement about Shabbos and what they like about it. And, uh, and, and, uh, and. What did your analytics show you? You were getting. We your- hoped that we would get a few hundred, maybe a thousand, maybe 2,000. And we, we, we made some good, uh, decisions along the road, and we quickly surpassed 10,000 homes every Friday, uh, and a home can have one, two, or three, or more uh, people in it, certainly certainly that number, and last week, we had a special edition for the Shabbos project. The Shabbos project last year, we had a Shabbaton in person for 1,000 people, but we made a special edition of the Shabbat show last year. We had over 20,000 people on the uh, so the numbers, are, are remarkable. And the breadth was remarkable because all of a sudden we've been primarily a North uh, and East Coast based organization, although so we have Toronto, we have Arizona, we have pockets here and there. But all of a sudden, anyone can be part of it. So the numbers are from all over North America and, and beyond. And, and we're, it's a new feed of people who never. Uh, experienced Project Inspire before so
0: that was that's really so, been accelerating. So, so, well it sounds like like you know you had to like work on this show the whole week and then put it on right before Shabbos right it was like something you probably had to write and develop and you probably needed good videographers and script writers by the way Charlie and I uh, did a show uh, every week called one-on-one with Charlie Arari now I know why he was so busy uh, <laughs> I did I did about uh, 15 shows with him and then uh, it was so hard to get a hold of him um but uh, he is a great uh, a great gift uh, and a great speaker and so dynamic and so interesting um, and and but you probably had writers that you needed to to put this thing together right to make it we, we
1: certainly are out you know in other words uh, thank God our staff has been fully uh, engaged uh, you know as much or beyond what we were doing before in other words in terms of producing this and there are other, sh- Week shows shows we have, mind flex shows hashgufel classes that go on on Tuesday and Wednesday nights and uh, and and then some of our existing groups in the in the different areas whether it's in the five towns or in Flatbush or in, in Muncie or, or so they do their own programs on Zoom also and we put together a, a you know a, a, a cooking show for women and they've been doing like different courses you know the the Shabbos meal for weeks with you know with small parts by their individuals who are uh, who are already from, and then they have, uh, you know, points of, of, of meaning that are shared by the people who are becoming from. It's all a great deal of beautiful programming has taken, uh, taken place beyond our uh, beyond our, our wildest imaginations, both in terms of quantity and quality. So we feel blessed and uh, we look forward to the end of COVID, first for the benefit of everybody who is sick that shouldn't be sick or you know, should be healed. No one should, more should be sick, but we also have to look and see how to harness the power of the internet uh, going forward to uh, to to reach greater numbers and to make a greater impact.
0: Hundred percent, and it, it's it, it sounds like once you you let the genie out of the bottle and you allowed uh, you know this to be the forum, it, it's it's going to even empower people even more, and they're going to be able to use it and create their groups and uh, create a bonding that. Uh, you couldn't have never thought about from before, as you say, across the globe. Well, Rabbi Trap, I uh, it's 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 inspiring. I'm going to overuse that word uh, to hear how uh, how great the steps have been, and how you have retained uh, a great sense of optimism. And not only a sense of optimism, but it's actually paid off in so many real ways. So
1: I wanted to share a a, 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 a way of looking at it that I also, again, received from Rav Noah Weinberg. Uh, we strongly feel that uh, our success over the 15 years and certainly now have been in a small part our efforts and our commitment, but a large part uh, Hashem is providence, Hashem. And Rav Noach Weinberg was, said that, that he would be asked how come he was so successful in an outreach many people had tried before and, and what was you know what was the uh, what was the difference and he would say uh, you, you know you know get it people out there uh, see it's like a, somebody who looks down into a construction pit and they see there's a there's a guy uh, standing in front of a big block of of, of tall bricks, and he's got his hand uh, waving." The, the guy with the uh, with the big truck with the crane to come put put the claw around the bricks and he he gives him the, the, the stop sign, the forward sign, the up sign looks like this guy is lifting tons of bricks on his own but really behind him is the crane and it's the same thing with the success in in, in in all matters of uh, of outreach that uh, this is obviously something that others tried before, even within Aish. And when we came, we were successful. And it's obviously that this is what Hashem wants. He wants it now. It's what the firm community needs now. It's what all Jews need now. It creates achdus, And so therefore, we feel deeply indebted and grateful to Hashem for allowing us to be the shlich.
0: Amen. So let's hope that we the next time we talk, hopefully we'll, we, we will hear of even more uh, success and, and all of the projects, we wish you only the best of so Atzalachos. That's it, my friends, for this week of on Princi- uh, on principle challenges in Jewish education. And you've heard about Jewish education, I think, in a way that you probably have never heard of before. Take care, everyone. Be well.